Let's watch a full length. Can you play it at 45 I, Oh, this is a 45. I'm playing at 78. But I'm a millennial, so I don't know my own references. Let's watch a full length. <laughs> Movie on YouTube. Carl, can we make it through your theme song? Boy, this is a sl- I wanted to say yeah. this song is slow. <laughs> but this song takes over one long year. This song lasts one over, yeah. <laughs> I like this right. theme song. It's unique. All right, that's enough. Hice Carl. Guys. Let's just start. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We have Dakota in the uh, studio here uh, from Edge of Insanity, which you can listen to on Mutiny Radio. I'm hoping that you're listening now, either through our feed on iTunes as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T at mutinyradio.fm. They have the feed too. Check it out. Go to podcasts. You can listen to us live on Mutiny Radio every Sunday where we broadcast 2 o'clock in the West Coast, 5 o'clock in the cold, cold East Coast. Yeah. And uh, Carl and I want to give a shout out. Hawaii, we're glad you're safe. That was fucked up. Was what that happened? F- I missed it. Oh, <clears throat> nothing. No, they, there was a, a bomb uh, notification. That went out uh-huh. saying that the missiles are coming and you and you have 15 minutes to uh, find shelter. Oh my goodness! Really? Yeah, it was Did a mistake. Today? No, yesterday. While the president okay. was golfing, but then they okay. found out it was a mistake. So it's all good. You know what, Mike? Um, since we have President Trump, I stopped paying attention to the news. I think it's a big mistake. It's just I'm going to have to force myself to get back to it. I'm just sick of like. Trump tweets something dumb. Right. A terrorist attack in the city. Next day, Trump doubles down on his dumb thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on high alert in the city because of that city. I don't know. You're numb to, to it. it. You're numb to it. That's the idea. Get you numb, numb to, to it. it. Which makes me dumb to it. Yes, and it I makes you dumb to it. Again. <laughs> All right, so let's start this movie. It's almost two hours long. Carl, what is this movie? This is a crisis, this movie. It is a solar crisis. Solar crisis. Solar crisis, 1990. I recommend FTMP videos. Okay. Yeah, we're going to watch this movie on YouTube, uh, courtesy of the YouTube channel, FTMP videos. And that's the concept of our podcast, The End. Watch it together. If you're listening to Just Our Voices... Uh, keep your hands on the wheel. I, I understand the temptation, but also watch our movie while you're driving. It's the only way you can watch this podcast is to watch the movie at the same time. So let's go ahead and start this movie because I'm high on McGriddles. <laughs> Life is short. We need to get this thing playing. Yeah, let's get. So I've I already hit uh, and while it's buffering, I hit pause. Uh, so I'm at zero zero. Carl, what about yourself? Okay, I am now at zero zero. I'm all buffered up. All right. Uh, Dakota, why don't you get on the mic and uh, give us a countdown? Sure. Uh, just, uh, you'll, just tell us go and we'll, uh, we'll hit play. Whatever. We prefer 99, 98, 97. <laughs> uh, 98. I'll just do five to one. Okay. Um, five, four, three, two, one, go. All right, and away we go. Thank you. Mute my television here. Yeah, you watching this game? Here you go, Vidmark. A sign. Help me, I'm stuck in the 80s. Trimark. 
<clears throat> now there's a big Japanese tie-in to this um, this movie. It was a novel by a Japanese person named named. Get in head of I can't pronounce it. Sorry. Take she. So it's got to be Takashi. Takashi. For over a thousand days, oh, hang on, the shut sun's up. enormous power has ravaged the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, no. The unrelenting heat has scorched the Earth's surface, causing cataclysmic storms and calamities such as the world has never seen. Violence. Why? why? Yeah, Charlton Heston, why? Now, the sun, the mother of all Why would you do it? I can't wait to say Colossal Mega Flare. By threatening to cast a Colossal Mega Flare. Oh, no, underline credits, underline titles. The cremation of the planet is at hand. The thing is, you hate stuff like that. Like, like, um, you know, instead of shooting it and telling me a story, you just say it. Right. It's cheap, it's cheap. I love science fiction, but if you need 14 paragraphs, Star Wars included, to get mm-hmm. me into a movie I just paid money for, then fuck you. Right? I mean, why don't you mail me a postcard in the head before I go to the theater? Oh, here's more. Kilometers from Earth on an asteroid called New Trinity. Man has created New an Trinity. antimatter Jesus bomb. Jesus 2, Holy Ghost 2. It will be the greatest explosive <laughs> force in the history of mankind. It just doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's anti. Why are you anti matter? Why are you anti matter? Yeah, I just. You know what's worse? Has some and a, a matter bomb is even worse. Okay, here we are in the space station. It looks like they're okay, in Mason. Uh, there's Tim uh, Matheson from uh, Animal House. And that's Hal from 2001 is the computer. He's slumming it too. Well, guess what? That Hal is played by um, a musician. You would know his face. It's Paul Williams. You know that guy? Oh, of course I know Paul Williams. He was in uh, the Planet of the Apes movies, too. I think the third and fourth and fifth one. He was in uh, Smokey and the Bandit. He was Little Penis, right? Remember there was was. like Big Pecker and Little Pecker? Enos. Mm -hmm. Big Enos and Little Enos. (laughs) So he he wrote a few songs you'd know. We've only just begun. Yeah, he He wrote wrote Rainy Days and Mondays. Rainbow Connection. Yes, he did, by, yeah. with the Muppets and Evergreen by Barbara Streisand. He also wrote uh, Love Theme to uh, Solar Crisis, Computer's Theme. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't <laughs> do the music. <laughs> he just did the voice. Yeah. Well, good. He got out. He got. He probably is the. Uh, he got out easy in this movie. It's just the voice. Now, did you? Do you know the song Rainy Days and Mondays? Yeah, it goes Rainy Days and Mondays get me down. Right. Now, listen, if you're suicidal, please do yourself a favor. Do not listen to that song. Like, I, you, you you know the hook. You just said it. But, like, the verse is so depressing. Mm. You know, hanging around. Yes. Nothing to do but frown. Cargo ship Chicago. I, but I call it Chirac. Oh. Ah. So what's going on here is that the sun... Is being very grouchy. They're Skytown. Yeah, this is Skytown. It's a satellite. Skytown. You know, this guy, no voiceover. United Space Station positions of the river Earth function. The rebuilding and exploration in deep United space. space Compared to what, Carl? Space? Uh, yeah, the solar system. Deep space is uh, inter. inter- well, it is intergalactic, but it's interplanetary. If you listen closely, you could hear the novelist leave the theater. <laughs> <laughs> at this point 
I'm out of here. Look, this is like a space sex. Oh, we missed it. Okay, so here's another one. Um, All right. This guy, I know him mostly. Um, where is he? Uh, I know him from Full Metal Jacket. No, okay. Dorian Haywood as Borg. You know his face. Oh, Full Metal true. Jacket, Space Project Jam, Office. Assault on Precinct 13, and The Kick, the first one. Huh. The, the Kick, 90s, you said? T-I-C-K. T-I... Oh, Tick. Oh, yeah, yeah, the first Tick. I like the first That's Tick. That's right. All right, well, cool. So, yeah, it's amazing the amount of, like, actors we have, uh, top-line actors in this movie. I mean, we yeah. just heard Charlton Heston. Yep. We have this gentleman. We have the gentleman from Animal House. Right. Uh, I thought I saw and, Kurt Russell in this movie. Am I wrong? No, no. And um, Tim Matheson was Otter. That's it. Otter right. in 1978's Animal House. And we watched him in Animal House Goes to the Movies. He was in one of the uh, anthology segments. Uh-huh. Okay, now, he is the captain of this ship. His name is Steve Kelso. His father is Admiral Skeet Kelso, which is Charlton Heston. And his son is yeah. Mike Kelso, who's like at the Academy. <laughs> and um, he is played by Corin Nemec, Corky Nemec. And he looks familiar to me, but I didn't have a lot of time to research. Yeah. So what we're seeing here is we're going to see a father, son, grandfather, grandson thing happen. <clears throat> you see oh. that kind? Yeah. He's Asian, right? Okay. It's supposed to be an international situation. Right. You got one Asian guy, one Italian guy, uh-huh. and then everyone American. Right. <clears throat> well, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, America pays for the bills, am I right? We have all we the. Can, uh, we came can up trust with... you steering the ship. It's not called. It's called Space Station Chicago for a reason. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not Space Station uh, Denali. Okay. I wasn't going to follow up with it, but yeah, you're right. It isn't Space Station St. Petersburg. It's Chi-Town. It's Chi-Town. I call it Chirac. Space Station Chirac. Uh, wow. So, you know, one of the things was when I was looking at this movie, <clears throat> it is washed out. It does have a little border on the YouTube. But the guy says this was found on an old VHS thrift store, yep. local thrift store. So that's yep. just the quality. Oh, look at this. This is modern day future time. Armageddon is upon us! Oh, this is the Apocalypse Band. Ooh, look at that DeLorean. It's a DeLorean limousine. Yeah. <laughs> that's to uh, Back to the Future, the rich edition. For rich people. You know, there's a Back to the Future, and that's for poor people. That's a foolish decision. Right, the regular Back to the Future. You may be an authority on meteorology, but you're brain dead when it comes to handling a man like Teague. You're walking on the backs of every suffering human being on this planet. Cool. That guy's not Kurt Russell? Uh, that guy is not Kurt Russell. Get the fuck out of here. He's got a lantern jaw. I'm warning you, Doctor. I can't even look at Kurt Russell's face anymore. It scares me. Why? Because <laughs> it's all chiseled like like he was supposed to be young but got older. It's like, well, I got some Botox at 83. Yeah, that's great, but it's 2018, man. It's hard to look at, dude. <laughs> so, so, I don't now know. He's, with you. He's weird. He did a movie called Tomahawk, uh, Bone Tomahawk, I think. And he had the same hairstyle as he did in The Hateful Eight. It was another Western. He just kind of like walked from one set to the other. <laughs> wow. And Samuel L. Jackson did the same thing 
in Pulp Fiction, he had that Jerry Curl wig, right? And he right. had his hair short. And if you see the Michael Anthony Hall movie, and I, I hope you do, called Johnny Be Good, uh, about uh, or was it Hail Caesar? It was Hail Caesar. It was Hail Caesar. He was a, a star of his own rock band. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson, L. Jackson shows up as a electrician, and he has the same sideburns <laughs> as Pulp Fiction, and he has oh his wig goodness. off, so his hair is shaved. And it looks so obvious that he just went down the street to film this. <laughs> I'm here to film a new movie. Oh, yes. All right, great. We're done. Can you put the gun down? <laughs> you can put the gun down. You can come in. <laughs> Now, well, this is Peter Boyle. All right, finally, the big the B. The dad and everybody loves Raymond, but that's not why I love him. I love him for Joe. Joe. For where the buffalo roams. Oh, uh, he's terrible in that. Well, it's a terrible movie. He was? I, well, he was fine. He was the alter ego guy from, uh, he was the lawyer, right? He was the lawyer, Laszlo, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Bill Murray did a good job in that film, Uh but no, no. Oh, I see. You think he's Kurt Russell? Yeah, this Look guy looks like Kurt here. Russell. And he's got the Kurt line. Russell chin I and the hair. Yeah. And... Yep, he really does. Uh, you never he's... learned this one's name. You see the woman there? Yeah. There's. Does see his bow tie? Uh-huh. I'm playing a smart person. I have a white coat mm-hmm. and a bow tie. Yeah, don't you know that? That's the only way you could be. Uh, uh, respected in this world. Oh, she's doing he's the not Blade really Runner. So smart because. He doesn't wear glasses. Yeah, well, he's an idiot because he doesn't wear glasses. She mm-hmm. looks like Sean Young in Blade Runner. That you read my mind. Yeah. Not this moment. It was uh, about a, two oh, hours ago. I just read your mind this moment, and fuck you, Carl. <laughs> oh, oh, you weren't supposed to look. I, I, I'm polite. On I could explain. Outside. I could explain. I'm a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's hear, she's telling okay, him off. Okay, so I guess I better give you this plot point. This is a company called IXL. ISL. IXL? IXL, I think. Oh, IXL. And what they're banking on... I don't get it. ...is that, uh, like, you are very good at something, you excel at something. Oh, like, I'm excited. Oh, okay. And what they're... They were predicting Microsoft Office. And what uh, is happening here is they're being optimistic about this solar flare that's coming. They think it's not going to kill everybody. And what they're doing is they're buying up all the resources of the planet so that they can profit when the apocalypse happens and most of the people die. Everyone left over is going to have to buy from them like a huge Sam's Club. Oh, so it's topical. (laughs) <laughs> and everyone's selling to them for cheap because they're like, the world's ending, you dummy. Sure, you want all my cattle? No problem. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Man, that is some solar crisis. Thank God this movie's... Solar crisis. Here we are, we're in outer space. We'd be underwater if this was sonar crisis. Right. Same actors, same uniforms, same set. Oh. Okay, her. Yes. She's Miss Beautiful. You'll notice that everyone else on the ship left dresses in the uniform or whatever, but right. she, I don't know, dresses in her fall fashion. Well, um, uh, maybe she has to be someplace. Right, good point. <laughs> now, she is not a cybernetic human, but she is, like, enhanced. Uh-huh. She's, like... She she was like born in a test tube kind of thing. 
Oh. And in the beginning of the film, right now, it's implied that she has no emotion. But as the film goes on, they forgot that they had set that up, and she absolutely has emotion. So she falls in love, even though she's she a cyborg. Uh, With Otter. Organic cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucking bionic women, man. Who can figure them out? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I just sigh. I just like, <sighs> wait, I forgot my joke. Oh, look, she doesn't, she doesn't know why he's getting hugged. Many of us squeeze to you tighter. <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy who's going to die later, and what now we're being set up is she really likes him, and when he dies, she gets all upset. She likes jerks. Mm-hmm. She likes bad guys. He's going to die? Yeah. Uh, I was getting emotionally attached to him, and now I'm going to have to let it, let it go. Well, it's, it's okay if you are, because he's going to be a martyr in his death. And so oh. And revere him. Will he be part of the new Trinity? Mm-mm. Right? No, I know, I've no. heard of the Trinity. I've heard of the OG Trinity. That's the Father, right? Come out here. The Holy it's, Ghost. It's son, right. Right. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Right. And the Son is sending out solar flares. So the new Trinity in outer space is like Son 2, Father 2, Son no. 2, Holy Ghost 2. <clears throat> it's not. They patched his holes. Okay, so this is, um, as you know, he's been assigned. Uh, the Admiral could have stopped it. He's going to bemoan that later. He's been assigned on this sort of like, it's this not is a suicide Otto. mission. Otter. Yeah. My procedure will include all personnel, both physically and psychologically. Psychologically? Well, a psychological study of the ship's personnel under stress conditions will prove very beneficial. Lady, that's nonsense. Writer got, writer's getting paid by the word, apparently. <laughs> By the way, the writer was very embarrassed. The writer was the son of the director. So his credit is not... Uh, okay, so his son is Teddy, Teddy Serafane. And he was credited as Crispin Bolt on the, on the credit. So, his, so what was his son doing? Was he one of the co-screenwriters? Yes. Well, one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this movie is that the director of this film... Do you want to help me yeah. out, Carl? Well, he was very embarrassed, and he used a name. Oh, wait. Charlton oh, how, sorry. Shut up, Charlton Heston. I'm saying shut up. Are you working out at all? Well, you're not working out at all, Trinity. For the Look at Charlie, man. He's fucking with enough anti-matter than I do. <laughs> He's carrying the NRA in his belly. Yeah. Well, I think this is this is 1990. It's after Reagan. I don't think he's an NRA person yet. Yeah, he he became NRA person in the 80s, right? Was it really so early? I don't think so. I think that the NRA wasn't... The NRA was thought as like something for hunters back then, right? Right. It wasn't until after Reagan. After Reagan. So Reagan gets shot in 81, right? (laughs) Yeah. See, guns work. (laughs) You should buy them. They work. Uh, What's that knock on the door? Is the CIA? Is the FBI at your door for that comment? Uh, We're here to take your guns. Oh, yeah. Hi. Do you want to buy some? So the last movie I saw Charlton Heston in, I think it was his last movie, uh, was Town and Country with Warren Beatty and and, uh, Gary Shandling. It's known to be a $100 million uh, comedy that made like $6 million, one of those uh, disaster things. 
Uh-huh. And, I'm proud uh, to say I don't know it. No, I saw it in the theater. It was a big flop. It stayed on the shelf for several years. And the father of, I guess, Warren Beatty's girlfriend is played by a gun-toting uh, Charlton Heston. Uh-huh. Who starts shooting off a rifle. And I think it's just because Charlton Heston said... Uh, what am I doing here? And no, no offense to Mr. Heston or his family, but he said, what am I doing here? I have dementia and I need a gun. Give me a gun. And they handed him a rifle. And he goes, oh, oh, oh. and then they shoot the scene. <laughs> they, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready for my scene. We shot it already, Mr. Heston. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming. Thanks for coming. All we wanted was your face. Cause... All we wanted. Yeah. We just need your name. Okay. Here we're seeing the sun. The son is trying to go see his father before his father dies. So where's the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Trinity is an asteroid bike. Right. Listen, it was named after the Matrix person. Oh, right. <sighs> Tiffany. Oh, that was... Uh, yeah. So he's crashed on a planet. He's uh, on Earth. He's on he Earth. At the, yeah, he was at the Academy. And he was like, I have to see my father before he launches. And they were like, no way, cadet. The world's in crisis. Let your dad do what he has to. So he goes, fine, I'm going AWOL. I'm going AWOL. Yeah. And so he stole a jet. And now he's crashed that jet, I guess, I don't know why, in the desert. Yeah. And he's missing. He's missing. Huh. Well. It's a plot point. It's a plot point. So it's like solar and... Troubled Sun Crisis. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just thought it was going to be a solar crisis. I didn't know it was a family issue, too. Every disaster movie... Right. ...isn't really a story about the disaster. That's just the setting. So, uh, Sharknado, it's about the people. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, they're talking about mega low flares. Okay, gonna... look. The Titanic, right? Yeah. You know that was a story about that love affair. It wasn't about a ship is sinking. Right. That was... There's earthquake, um, you know, that volcano one in California. They're all, you know, 2012 was a story of John Cusack and his children. Yeah, that's true. They're always... They're ne- I mean, they're never about the disaster itself. We're, we're watching a hologram of the sun and... It's like it's like watching fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The animation, <laughs> the, the special effects is pretty much a cartoon added to the screen. It's 90. I mean, they really don't even have computer graphics. When we saw Men in White, what year was that? 94? Oh, yeah, 94, right. And they did that too. And if you guys did watch Theodore Rex, the way the guy does transition scenes is he does it through stop motion animation. So <clears throat> instead of looking like a CGI set, it's actual animation. You know what? I'm going to see this Theodore Rex. Everybody talks about it. Oh, yeah. it's It's been done. My brother uh, and I talked about it on his radio show about four years ago, and his podcast, mm-hmm. Proudly Resents. Uh, I'm just happy there's a copy on YouTube. You should definitely check it out. Whoopee! <laughs> it stars in it. And Ted. E. Teddy. Look, did you see the string? Yeah, I did. It was, yeah. There's they holographic planets was- dangling from string. Right. Yeah. Well, that was um, their ship. They're going... Here's what's happening, right? That guy has a good beard. They're, they know that the explosive solar flare is coming that's going to destroy the planet. So they are going close to the sun. 
and they will they blow off an antimatter bomb, and that will blow the solar. You know, it'll like act as a shield, and the solar flare will bounce off of it and go elsewhere, not to Earth. Nice. That's the big plan. Good. And if they fuck up by a couple inches, oh well. Did you <laughs> actually a couple inches is okay? Do you know? Uh, did you hear about the story of the guy who pissed too close to the uh, sun? Icarpis. Oh. Icarpis. Uh-huh. Icarpis. The Greek. He, he peed too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. And he put it out. He put the sun out, and it really it's smelled. It smelled terrible for weeks. Yeah, it was asparagus. No less. He ate asparagus, the fucking prick. And then pissed out the sun. Okay, now. All right, so we're back. Our hero's son is in the desert, right? Right. He just happens upon this plate, right? With stained glass windows. Lucky. Right. With with all the resources, like, you see how it's all lit and everything? As if he's in a city. (laughs) Right, but he's in the middle of the desert, is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I never understand well uh, science fiction when it comes to that. Now you're going to know our our um, vagabond here. What's it? What's it called? Ne'er um, Ne'er do well. Is he a ne'er do well? Is he a recluse? That's what it's called. He's a loose cannon. Our recluse is Jack Palance. He's out of control. Oh, right, yeah, Palance. I want to hear him talk. He's such a weirdo. Half the time he's. I was thinking about it. One generation knows Jack Palance as the bad guy in Shane, right? Yeah. And everyone yeah. else knows him as that fucking crazy guy who did one-armed push-ups. Scientists warned of the possibility... No, doesn't everybody else know him as City Slickers? Yeah, right, Curly. Oh, okay. Well, they don't know stealing if it's... Curly's water. That's okay. Curly's water. You like baseball? Yes, sir. So he surprises him, Who's like, winning? you're stealing my water, huh? Then why aren't you drinking it? Who's winning what, sir? Baseball. Dodgers, how long does it take this thing to go back up? So. Oh, look at Jack Powers. He looks great. He looks terrific. Let's hear him. Let's hear him. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew that. I love this one. I knew it. <laughs> Tell me when you're rolling. Also, sir. I hear a lot of them, sir. I hope Bruce Willis goes to Jack Palance route and and just makes just fucking who gives a shit movies in the end of his career. But but hasn't he already been doing that? Well, he doesn't give a shit. That's for sure. But they're not fun to watch. Yeah. So you've noticed that. Yeah, that's a bummer. I used to be. I get excited when I see like Bruce Willis in a movie, and now I'm just like, eh. You know he went to Montclair State College. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Bruno, back when he was Bruno the bartender. Back when he had hair and yeah. he was uh, just about to do moonlighting. He would play the harmonica on the campuses of Montclair State. Yeah. Yeah. He would live on $20 a week. He could eat for a week on that, he used to brag. You know I worked as a banquet waiter in that area, right? <laughs> I think- uh, no, I thought it was up Bloomfield Avenue in Verona. Well, there was two. There was, you probably worked all over the place. I worked, well, I worked at Friar Tuck, and then I worked at another one. And uh-huh. I, I might have been, may not have been the Friar Tuck, it might have been the Claremont. But I met a gentleman who uh, <coughs> worked as a banquet waiter, worked as a waiter with Bruce Willis. And this was in the uh-huh. 80s when I met him. And he was telling me, like, how bad, like, Bruce Willis doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to waitering. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what a shame. Uh, he'll never make it. <laughs> it's a good thing he went out and moved on, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. No, look, it's no reflection on him that he just ended up like some movie star. I mean, look, it takes a certain kind of person to be a waiter. Right. Yeah, it right. I mean, like, if you can't that. cut it, you might as well just move on and do something else. Right. Like a movie star. Look, you're not a loser for, like, being in movies and stuff. You know, just, you're not, you know, college isn't for everybody. All right, so we're, we're back on the deck of this movie, and Otter and the uh, the lady in this movie are, are so making googly eyes. So you're requesting a list of personnel who Right, we're setting the up the effects. Oh, she's the, she's the robot with no emotion. Well, she's a human all the way, but okay. she's like in a test tube and enhanced with like computers, something in her brain or something. She's, so she's like uh, uh, the guy who killed Superman. That's the same dude, right? What Doomsday. He was he was created every day to become. Uh, they created a baby and threw the baby into the uh, Outlands, and then every day they they take the dead baby and. Uh, twist the DNA so it would survive until they had an unstoppable crazy guy who, mental uh-huh. patient who kills hand of the elements yeah <clears throat> and punches Superman dead which I didn't see Doomsday uh... Doomsday actually showed up in Batman v. Robin oh no Batman v. Superman okay I did see that stupid movie yeah so at so... the end that character that he fights in mm-hmm. the comics actually kills Superman uh-huh. That, I thought it was General. General General Zog, yeah. No, that's that's old school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Krypton knight. He's a no. Kryptonite is the okay. The, the, it's taking off again. All right. There's a okay. So what's happening now is there is a rupture and there's a coolant lake. It, it's just a made up thing, what and it's marriage? filling oh. the chamber. Okay. And it's threatening to, like, expand and pop it like a bubble. That means this mission is over. Yay. Get on that right now, Sergeant. Give me, I'm looking for answers, mister. So all they got to do is just knock those solar flares elsewhere and boom, solar crisis averted. Right. Solar crisis. <laughs> Uh oh! All right. I've soldered it. She See you, Paul. She yeah. saved us all. Later, Christine. Let it go to. All right. So I think we're uh, we're watching the same fucking footage of a ship landing. Right. right? I just like, saw that two minutes ago. They went to videoreverser.com. Okay, so I was wrong, Mike, and I apologize for that. The big crisis of coolant leak is to come. Oh. Okay. Cool. This all is right. just establishing her as like. You know, her enhanced brain makes it possible that she could step into something she really only read about and then fix it. Oh, There's here we go. Here's another actor. I'm another actor. Captain. Oh, it's Charlton Heston. They must have shot his scenes in one day. Right? I don't think so. I don't think so. He's all over this. He's Charlton Heston. He doesn't need to be spent more than one day in solar crisis. Just get him well, to his scenes. Well, he was out in the desert. He's flying on a plane. He's in a ship. He's okay. So what's happening now is he's aborting his own mission, and he's going to go and look for the grandson. And uh, the dad's like, 
How can you do that? See, the thing is, when I was watching this film, I'm like, this guy's the admiral. The world is about to blow up. It's not the time which you, in which you go. I mean, it's like it's some selfish personal waste the taxpayer money quest. Get off of me. You got to say the grandson. Captain. Yeah, he's going to find his grandson who's lost in the desert. <laughs> it's easy to fly when you're like, I mean, gravity's in your favor. You're just, he's really just <laughs> dropping. We my spaceship is flipping around. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Oh, I'm gonna pay for this in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I lost my lunch, but it's okay. Now, it was a slip fast. Jack Palance doesn't have a beat up old pickup truck. He's got a cool motorcycle sidecar. You know, Mad Max appearance thing. Right. Oh, so the guy that came to pick him up is in the sidecar. What did I get myself into? So it's like, the guy's like, can you please get me to the space bus station? And Jack (laughs) Collins is like, I just met you, so what the hell? I'm going to go out into the wild and risk my life. Oh, so he's not even taking him to the bus station. He's just going to drive him there? No, he's taking him to the bus station. Okay, see the, it says IXL. Right. Anything bad in this movie is IXL Corporation. And what they've done now is they ran him off the road, and that wrecks up his bike. And now they need to they need a lift. Oh man! Darn it! Darn it! That evil corporation's truck knocked me <laughs> off the road. Oh, let's listen to little Jack. Just don't got any air. Closed captions when he went. <laughs> Do you remember that scene where he went? Yeah. Right. What would it say? Indistinguishable. No. In parentheses, it said applause. <laughs> but <laughs> it mistook it for uh, for applause. So he's like, well, "I'll just flag down a I'll truck." I'll flag down evil truck, the one that ran us over. They'll help us. Right. What? He almost it. hit me. You're wasting your time, kid. Oh, look, here comes a big old convoy riding through the night. Here comes a big old convoy. Ain't it a wonderful sight? Convoy. So now what Jack figures is, I'll put up a barrier, because I hear that they can't run over humans. It's the law. And then he'll have to stop. Show your leg, you crazy motherfucker. See, they put the bike... Poof, it appears in the middle of the road. He goes, stop, stop, right. stop, whoa. Whoa, he might Uh-oh. hit the bike. Damn, that bike went smash. Now I'm nowhere. Look at him. He, Jack has his arms out like, I'm not the fucking idiot who put it in the middle of the road. <laughs> How dare he run over my... He ran over my, my bike. All I did was put it in front of an evil truck. Now he's feeling the pangs of, you know, when we have when we lose a loved one. <laughs> now he says, hey, I just remembered they're not allowed to run over biological units. It's like against the law. And the son, Corky here, is like, don't be ridiculous. That's what's going to happen. He's going to risk Well, you just life. connected like 14 dots in this fucking plot. So he's the son that Charlton Heston 
the son is hanging out with Jack Palance, and Charlton right. Heston wants nothing to do with that, and he's going to stop uh, Palance from hanging out with his grandson. Well, he doesn't know about Palance. If I was the grandson, I wouldn't want to hang out with both of them. They seem both crazy. Yeah, they're both exactly the same kind of character. Uh, Charles Heston is a little more cloud. Yeah. A lot more, actually. He's really well, quite I don't a think Collins is wearing... Is that his real hair? Because that's not I Charleston's hair. I think so. Is it his, his scarf? <laughs> why, yeah, why does he have the uh, San Francisco scarf? Oh, is that what it's called, the San Francisco scarf? Would you tie it around? Well, it? anything gay, you know. Yeah, well, maybe he's gay, Carl. That's that's the reason why he has a scarf. <laughs> I'm pushing your buttons now. You're going to get triggered. I'm sorry. I was just trying to amuse <laughs> myself, and I'll, I know my place. No, I'll, no, San Francisco, uh, what I love about San Francisco is that it's always shorthand for, like, not what you want to vote for. So if you're a conservative uh, politician running anywhere in the United States, there was one uh, who had a uh, advertisement. I think it was the guy who punched the reporter, but it was uh-huh. like San Francisco likes the other candidate, and they had they cut to a cable car, and they're like, "We like the other candidate." <laughs> so oh, it's like it Mr. and Mrs. Missouri is like, "Oh God, no! We're we're all part of the same fucking country. All right, we're not Russia." Do you see how she now has a uniform on? I don't know why. In this scene, she's got a uniform. Carl, Carl, come in. I just unplugged myself. Oh, sorry. I'm with you. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, All I was saying is, in this scene, our beautiful uh, android lady, she's wearing a uniform all of a sudden. Well, she wants to look nice. She wants to match or something? Because... Maybe some. Maybe her bunkmate said, "You know, you come off a little elitist when you wear dresses in the office." <laughs> come I off a little. We're all military, and you should be wearing your uniform. You're not an individual. Now, what's happening here is he's looking her up, learning about her, going to her Facebook page. Yeah. What it really is is the beginning of a of a secret infatuation. That's a really weird computer shot. It's a profile picture that's flashing as her head goes 360 degrees. Yeah. Like, do they Round really need to see the back of her head? What the fuck? Now, the guy who directed this, um, his name is Richard Serafin. Serafian, something like that. Anyway, he was so embarrassed that he made the credit Alan Smythe. Smithy. Yeah. I uh, learned that the Writers Guild of America uses that name for like crap. Right. If, yeah, yeah, and you can opt to use that name to so let everyone in the industry know. You know, I, 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 I don't. Oh, wait, wait. She's naked. She's taking she, a shower. And I think he can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some okay, boobs. So Where are we? Guy, He's a bad guy from IXL. We met him before. We're right? 35 minutes into this movie if you just want to cut to the shower scene. I understand. But there's a guy watching. Hey, yeah, he's 35. watching her? I'm watching her. Get out of the way, creep. <laughs> what a creep watching a woman take a shower when I'm trying to watch. Oh, no, he sprayed <laughs> conditioner in her eyes. Well, okay, remember, she's got, uh, you know, she's, not machine, but she's like genetically bio Right, she's uh, Death Star. Okay, so the corporation IXL, as you know, has Doomsday. invested in all the resources of Earth, and they want this apocalypse to happen 
so that they can profit. Part of their Apocalypse Now campaign. Yeah, like right now. (laughs) So what they're doing is they're giving her the whammy jammy so that she'll fuck up the mission. This is the third episode in a row that you said the whammy jammy, and I love it. (laughs) Well, that's in my lexicon, and... Even though people don't use that word when you say it, they know what you're talking. They know what you're talking. We all know the wouldn't you get the whammy jam. You know, actually, Carl, I um, I I'm I'm still writing up the Herschel Gordon Lewis uh, synopsis just because I do have a lot of books about that guy, and I just want to mm-hmm. give my right. opinion. He passed away uh, in '16, so I want to be a little respectful. But um, oh, I had a point for that. But yeah, you you said uh, last week he was uh, putting the whammy jammy on. Uh, <laughs> Montag the Magician was hitting mm-hmm. in the whammy tammy. So right. um, we totally saw her chest, and she's yeah. a very flat-headed, flat-chested girl. And I was thinking if she's genetically enhanced, you know, why did they stop? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Some creeper You want her pretty. Right. Every android they come up with, they're like big titties. And, what yeah. happened? I don't know, but I know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> we... We ran out of budget. We're going to have to cut corners somewhere. All right. All right. I'll cut her waist. Her hips. Make her flat chested. Okay. Now, she woke up the next day. And she's like, that's funny. I was taking my shower, and then I woke up, and now I feel really sick. Oh, because that creeper dude, like, what? Gave her a shot? The creeper dude connected to her brain and put in a code word, which I think was Desiree or... What was the code? Deirdre? I forget. It was something with the D. And when she hears that, she'll reactivate uh, the jam that got whammed, and she'll sabotage the mission. Oh, man. Talk about crisis. And that's all. So IXL can have their disaster and, and and run the world. Oh, more space sex. This is when he pulls out because okay. we don't want a kid. Uh. We're just not ready for children. <laughs> pull out, pull out. It's what they say in the other. <laughs> it's okay, baby. My spaceship has gotten into operation. <laughs> you have a coolant leak? Oh, no. Hey, well, it's been great docking with you. I gotta go. He needs a straight up reading budget. He's he's um making sex easy Italian. Oh yeah, so he's yeah he's doing all that. I thought they just decided to put the outtakes in the in the middle of the movie instead of during the end credits. <laughs> you know how most movies they put their outtakes during the end yeah. credits. Right. Not this film. They're like, let's just put it right in the middle. Yeah, we're just leaving it. <laughs> <laughs> next, the director never said cut. He said next. So this director, he put. He removed his name, used the famed Alan Smithy yeah, pseudonym. He's best Smithy. known, for, for me at least, hang on a sec, for directing a movie called Vanishing Point, uh-huh. uh, like 71. It's about this uh, driver who is, it's an existential road movie, basically. It's a one long chase scene as the uh, uh, sheriffs try to catch this guy, and while a DJ uh, talks about how great this guy is. So, it's That's a bummer. Another, was it a bad film? No, it's it's a cult film. I mean, I'm okay about it. It's it's a little pompous at times, but it's kind of cool. You know, it's the southern roads, and uh, this car zipping by, and uh, it's uh, good. You see the, 
By the way, I just want you to know they've launched now. Now they're on their way to the sun. You can see them heading into it. You idiots. <laughs> no, no. You mean because they'll burn up? No, no. They're going to go at night. Oh, so this guy is not Kurt Russell. This is the scene I watched. I said, oh, cool. Kurt's in this movie. <laughs> oh, look at Peter Boyle. He's wearing sunglasses. He's so embarrassed. So, you know, with Alan <laughs> Smithy, they stopped it. And the reason they stopped it, and I saw this movie in the theater, in mid-90s, uh, Arthur Miller, who directed The Love Story, and I was president of the Directors Guild at the time, he directed a Joe Esterhouse script, the guy who did uh, uh, Fatal Attraction, uh, and Showgirls. He had a script called Burn, Hollywood Burn, an Alan Smithy film. And it's a uh-huh. story about a director named Alan Smithy, his real name, who makes a movie so bad that he decides to pull his name off of it, only to discover that the pseudonym they use is his name. <laughs> and this is an all sarcastic. Eric Idle plays that character. And uh, it has... Is a, it funny? Oh, I saw it in the theater. I paid money for it. It's a dog, dude. It's, uh, they, all, they all talk to the camera and give exposition. So at this point, I realized, at this point, we had to... At this point, you know, and uh, it has... The movie they made was called Trio, and it has it goes uh, Jackie Chan turns to the camera and says, "Don't fuck with me." And then Whoopi Goldberg turns to the camera and says, "Don't fuck with me." And then Sylvester Stallone turns to the camera and says, "Don't fuck with me." And they cut to all three in a row and they say, "Don't fuck with us." Trio. So that part was funny. The movie he okay. made, and it actually is the stars playing themselves. Uh, and they're all at Planet Hollywood. Oh, they are playing their own. Uh, yeah, so so Sylvester Stallone is at a Planet Hollywood, which he personally invested in, uh, talking about being in this movie. And the movie was so bad, and I guess they did it as a publicity reason. Arthur Miller had to take his name off and put it in uh, Alan Smithy film. And then uh-huh. the Directors Guild said, you know what, we're done with the name Alan Smithy. And now directors use a different name. Uh-huh, which so. is, do you know it, or...? No, I don't. I forgot. I think it's Carl Helt. Anyway, I hope that doesn't bother you. What the? Oh, Carl, not Spiegelman. Yeah, because I'm going to, after Waterman sucks so bad, I'm going to be like, that's it. I'm changing it to. Helen. I mean, my name's the pseudonym? Damn it. Well, since you go by your first name as your professional name, your pseudonym should just be Alan. Directed by Alan. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So there's a documentary called Who is Alan Smithy? 2002, and this documentary on the elusive director Alan Smithy was the first shown in the American Music Classics Channel, well, AMC. Can I can I give something away? Sure, yeah. Next week's movie is also directed by Alan Smithy. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> I'll t- you have to sit. Th- we're sitting through this movie right now. We're watching Jack Palance and the kid and the kid. You could tell he's really acting because he's chewing gum. Where in fucking outer space they sell fucking gum? I do not know. But he's, well, they're not in outer space, but you're right. In this, like he in the future, in the desert. Maybe it's he's scenery. He's chewing uh, scenery. Maybe that's scenery in his mouth. It could be a rubber band. <laughs> in the future, people had to chew rubber bands. It was fucking awesome. Oh, he really hates those cans. <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. Someone There's is... cans in here. <laughs> Stay away from the cans. Uh-oh. He doesn't want to put holes in the can. He wants to put holes in you. <laughs> so we got a bunch of road warriors coming up, and yeah. they're they're shooting at the. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um. Okay. So 
they did Stowaway on the IXL uh, uh, truck. Okay, evil truck. And these people are like, "Evil corporation, we're stealing from you." And oh. so they, yeah. But there's just a bunch of cy- cyber bums in there, hobos, future hobos. God. Guys, are you looking for Burning Man? Are you looking for the Four Non Blondes yeah, audition? What the fuck's going on with your with your goggles, top hat and goggles? Yeah. What is this? Steampunk's not around. Yet. Yeah, this is this is post apocalyptic. This isn't steampunk. You got your cosplay wrong. And you, you dress like Big Lebowski. You're not even supposed to be here. <laughs> oh, I thought this was Lebowski Con. That's down the street. This is post apocalyptic Road Warrior uh, attire. Do they really have Lebowski? Oh, without a doubt, we have a okay. friend. We have a friend of the show, Ira, who joined me to watch uh, Christmas uh, trailers, and mm-hmm. he is a professional Lebowski guy. He goes to all the conventions and he dresses up like uh, John Goodman. No, listen, I love that film. I really did. Right, but it's not worthy of. It is worthy of a cult following, and it's worthy of a lot of things. But it's over the top to have a whole con- convention. Whatever you're talking about. People dressing in the people dressing like him and, and quote. It's I mean, not people. Star Wars. It's not it's, well. Once again, it was a great film. It really was. I, I love that film. I've seen it twenty times. Whatever it is, I, <laughs> but it doesn't deserve. It's kind of hard okay. for me to watch that movie after Philip Seymour Hoffman died. It's just because he's so funny in that movie. It just kind of depresses me. Remind me of which one he was. So he is the uh, assistant to Mr. Lebowski. He shows up in the oh, limousine. that guy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It bothers you. It's well. That guy I, was. Um, it was heroin that. Yeah. Was his undoing. Look, don't don't cry for Argentina. That's. Let me put it this way. It was a tragedy okay. that he died, regardless of the reason. Uh, it was a tragedy that it was the, uh, heroin. And it's a tragedy that like he, as an actor, is, is bar none one of the best. And you see him in the younger playing this, definitely playing a comedic role like that. And you're like, yeah, oh. it was very good. You know, more so than like if I watch the master, I go, oh, all right. But <laughs> I, I thought later in his life, his his roles were I, I think he walked through a bunch. Of, I don't know. He so, was in such great. What about Polly? And I mean, he was in so, some tremendous films, and he did a great job. But he was also in some draggy, talky, right? Uh, self-indulgent, and you know. Oh, he did a movie with movie. Cult. Have you seen Flawless? Uh, it's about uh, De Niro is a New York City cop who goes to to Hoffman, who is a professional drag queen. Because his voice is lo- is lost, and he's trying to help him with his voice, mm-hmm. and but there's conflicts because one's a one and the other's another, and they have to get all screechy and like that's uh-huh. a lot of emoting. I mean, I like that movie a lot. Actually, it's Joel Shoemaker. It's an interesting film, but it's such uh-huh. a crazy performance. Oh, Charlie Wilson's War. He's awesome in that movie. All right, so let's uh- get back to our movie here, Carl. Well, I was going to slam that guy, but okay. Oh, no, go ahead, slam him then. No, I don't think you like it. I think that if somebody dies, you feel like, don't be a jerk. Right. You know? So, okay. Well, you shouldn't. If it's a tragedy, then you should just let it be like, let it be no. that. 
What's happening now is that coolant link thing has happened while, during our conversation. And somebody's got to go outside of the ship and, like, plug the hole. But when they do, it will explode. Oh, but so it won't hurt the ship. It'll explode outward, and whoever put the cork in there will die. So this so guy the that they're suiting up, he's uncomfortable because he's only used to walking around in a T-shirt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was, uh, like looking like a Fonzarelli. Yeah, these guys um, are all muscular. Die. They're all like, like '80s muscles. Yeah, it's like um, Lou Ferrigno's younger brother. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, like Lou Ferrigno's sister, Sue Ferrigno. Uh, Sue Ferrigno. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. Wait, now you made me Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Fuck. <laughs> Ferrigno. You're talking about the Hulk here, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the Hulk. You made up a great name. Ferringo. I'm writing that down. So we're watching there. He's about to go in outer space, all uh, Armageddon yeah. style, and, and martyr his life. Right. Why aren't they all going to be martyrs? If they're trying to save the sun destroying the earth, there's a good chance yeah. they're all going to die, right? Isn't, I haven't seen yeah. Sunrise, but isn't that the point of that movie? Uh, I don't know about that Sunrise reference, but definitely they're pr- not probably not going to survive. As a matter of fact, as a result of this, they only have 30% of the oxygen that they had, so they're not going to make it back home no matter what. <clears throat> they, we, they haven't learned that yet. Well, with 30% of the oxygen gone, they start writing the screenplay. They're like, oh, my, well, it's, I'm making a joke about their... Anyway. I'll stop. Oh, look, he's oh, using zero gravity because he goes slow. Uh, <laughs> I'm floating and roll him. No, give me more floating. Hey, Carl? Yeah. Oh, I, I knocked my headphones off again. Oh, okay. All I'm saying here is the director was like, move slower, you're floating. <laughs> Be more floating. The actor's like, so you're going to spend the special effects to make me look like I'm floating in space. And the director's like, no, or you could just no. move slower. Yeah. yeah, you could be floating. Now you see our android hero. She's crying her eyes out. But she has no emotion. Right, until... What's this? Say? Oh, here it comes. I'm gonna do it. Oh, I'm gonna boy. open the door. Plug the cork. I'm gonna, gonna do it. Don't do it. So what he's doing right now is he's got to reconfigurate the flabulator. Oh, you sound really sexy when you say that, girl. Thanks, man. I think. <laughs> really sexy. <laughs> that was kind of a backhanded compliment. If I'm complimented, I told. Well, you say that about. Remember the time I complimented you on the on the hair on your hands? You're like, well, that's kind of a backhanded compliment. <laughs> your knuckles. Are. That was, that's a good. There's a great joke in there somehow. That's, I complimented I complimented you someone on their knuckles, and they said, "Hey, what's with the backhanded, <laughs> the backhanded compliment? compliment?" That's good. That's good. Is it? Um, you could have yeah. it. I don't ever want to hear that again. Okay, I'll do it at at Wednesday's open mic. All right. Let's see, how will I write that? And then Sunday, can you tell me and the audience how that joke went? How about I'll make it like, my father-in-law is always judging me, even when he's nice. He's like, oh, nice knuckle. Yeah, backhanded compliment. <laughs> I'm not a fool. 
okay, so now he's feeling the, you know, he can't just die. He's got to emote and right. see, he's getting, it's slower, hard for him to reach it. Slower, <laughs> slower. Now he's going to, it's a I'm, screwdriver kind of thing. Slowly I twist the screwdriver to my martyrdom. Ugh. Ugh, one whammy jammy. He has to die. It's getting hot in here. Why don't I'm gonna take my clothes off? It wasn't funny that they were playing Nelly's Hot in Here while he was doing it. <laughs> they wanted him to go out, go out with a happy feeling, like so yeah. they were making jokes about it. They were making jokes about it. But they didn't, they didn't, I'm still alive, fellas. Can you play that when I die? <laughs> so I don't have to hear it. Look at her. She's oh, so she's sad. all crying. Cyber tears. Yeah. Cyber tears, right. Those are DNA modified tears. Look, she's back in, she's out of uniform again. Hey, let's have a fight. There's fight because there's internal pressure. You're killing him. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's what he said he was going out there. Oh, no, it's happening. He's turning into the Hulk. Man, they really <laughs> saved that special effects. Oh, no, everything. Ah. Oh, my oh, no, God. ghosts are escaping. Farted. Oh, <laughs> Who farted? Yeah. Damn it. I Damn farted. it, why did he have to die? Just like we expected. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. It's good that you're not listening to the audio because it's... So I'm watching hard. this on closed captioning. Here's his hat. <laughs> There's Here's only one hat, hat like sir. it. This hat will remind me of him. This is his cum jacket. He used to come <laughs> on his jacket because we live in a spaceship and we can't afford towels. I don't know, but here it is. <laughs> I meant to say towel. She's like, it looks like she's cold. Well, she's what wearing she uh, the same tank top the guys were wearing. No. Regulation. Yeah, they all wear the same. Oh, no, she's wearing a blouse. She's not wearing a... She's wearing a tank top. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, they're getting closer to the sun. You see that? They're higher than the sun? Now, they had... Uh, <laughs> I, I've never been higher than the sun because he came home trashed. <laughs> you should have seen it. Uh, let me Did see they take here. the Ica bus over to the sun? Ah, in his leg. Okay, so, scientist Richard J. Terrell served as technical advisor for the film. He tried at first to convince the filmmakers to avoid sending a crew to the sun, calling it unscientific. Well, when it was explained oh. to him, he said, look, let me tell you something, doc, professor. When it was explained to him that the audience would demand such a plot point, regardless of scientific accuracy, Terrell said he realized his job was make impossible situations sound plausible. But I agree with the producers. I totally agree with the producers. They are right. I expect them to go to the sun. <laughs> I want to see it. I don't care if it's real or not. You know, did you hear about the uh, Polish expedition to the flight to the sun? Oh, wait. Don't say they're going at night. I did that joke. Oh. Well, if they you were going to... remember me doing... Oh, look, they're kissing. No, I guess not. Look. Sometimes, Carl, I miss all your jokes, and I hear them when I listen to the show again. I go, man, that's oh. a good one. I should have followed up on that. Oh, if only, I, only if I worked with Carl. If only I listened. <laughs> when they launched, they started heading towards the side. You're like, 
oh, this is dumb. He said something like that. I said, don't worry, they're going at night. Oh, well, that's a great one. I, I Well, <clears throat> I'm going to applaud you. <laughs> oh, here's Charlton Heston. I'm hungry. I can keep an eye on him. Desert, and you see the flat, the light flashing left and right. Yeah, right, right. It's urgent. And what he's saying is, double down on this search. I want probe probes at night. I want blah blah blah. Yes, sir. We'll find them. We'll find them. And I keep thinking the world is going to blow up. This guy's got a job to do, and he's out here chasing his son, spending taxpayer money. Right, like a true uh, Trump administration. I can tell that you're less outraged than I. And I understand. I think it's good he's getting the grandson. What kind of monster are you? <laughs> so what? Little taxpayer money. We're all going to burn up. Four billion dollar grandson. Hey, I found you, grandson. Great. Let's watch the destruction of the earth together. Yay. Uh, right. Good right. point, you know. So Okay, the, now. The, see the bar here, right? This again... They're like in this desert kind of place. Uh-huh. And with neon sign. Yeah, a honky tonk man with a rotating fan and a, you know. Maybe they're all the, the vampires from this is like from Dust to Dawn. Really? With prescription glasses on the bartender? <laughs> Who's that, Bud Court? I don't think it's someone of note. Yeah, you're right. the locust yeah oh okay, he's so fr- oh yeah the news is always go- okay this is like uh vietnam era now one reviewer on the internet called this lazy said they just took stock footage of some protests and right. a bunch of them were clearly vietnam yeah they did that and i don't like when they do that either there was a uh, lazy when they show like footage of uh, suck footage of actual riots and they use that as uh, fodder for the science fiction dystopia. Right. I mean, thank goodness people got hurt uh, protesting oh. against their rights or they would have no stock footage. Oh, man. I need, oh, 1990s Mike. Oh, Come yeah. Here, Mike. I'm insufferable. 2018 Mike is insufferable. <laughs> Uh huh. Also, also Godfather Three. Which one? Oh wow! Oh, that's a great one. I love that movie. So yeah, so and also Godfather Three. I should add, which is like you know such a weird. Oh hey look, that's the guy from uh, The Hills Got Eyes, Michael something Beckerman or something. He was in Alf. Every time Alf gets kidnapped by the government, he's in the next cell. And he was also in uh, Superman, uh, Star Trek V. And, oh, by the way, that's the guy. So, wait, this guy, wasn't he in a bunch of, like, Twisted Sister videos? I don't know. I don't know. Right, he looks at his, his ears are bent. The hill's got eye, man. He's like a radioactive hillbilly. It's the fucking scariest thing. Okay, so 
<laughs> oh, I'll, Mr. Uh, scientist on Retainer, it's the producer. Do you think they would sweat when they get closer to the sun? Well, whatever, the audience suspects it. <laughs> well, not all right. Just <laughs> yes. See, they're going at night, just like you said. No, oh, there's the Italian guy. He has a, a flag badge on his patch. Yeah, entering. Phallic ship entering hole in. Three, two. Hey, you already entered. <laughs> Pull out. See, that's a blouse. That's a t-shirt. That's affirmative. What did she say? Oh, she's talking to Freddie again. She's talking. <clears throat> Freddie is the bomb, okay? Freddie's the antimatter bomb. This Hal, which is thinking of him as Hal, but he's not. Right. He's the bomb. And he, like, somebody has, the ship is called Ra. It's, that's what just docked. That's going to be the thing that they put Freddie on. Well, actually, Freddie's already on it. He's joined the ship now. And that's the thing that's going to... But we find out that it has to be piloted by a human. If that's true, what do you need the Freddy for? He's following... Following? I don't get it. Look, there's bottle service. If he's an audience, I'm a HAL 9000 computer, then it should be that he could fly to the sun and blow off the bomb on his own. He doesn't need a pilot. Right, you don't need humans to do it. Okay, so we're back in the desert now at the Honky Tonk. All right. And they need help. And this pretty boy, who's obviously rich, agrees to drive them to, like, the space bus stop thing. Cool. Okay, now this is your Kurt Russell. And they kicked him out. He's part of the company, the um, um, IXL company. And he fell into disfavor. And they're going to come looking for him. So he's going to die in this scene. He tells the kid something in Latin. It, it's a stupid plot point. And they want to know what he told them because it has some significance that never pays off. See, the kid looks like he just learned something important. Right. He got told a phrase in uh, Latin. Listen, you taking a smoke break? Were you getting yourself <laughs> a cup of coffee? She looks like E.G. Bailey. You went to the bathroom yesterday, as I recall. So he goes, don't rob him. He goes, I'm looking for his identification. You know, just because I'm a hooker doesn't mean I have low character. Just because I rolled his shoes before he, before he <laughs> kicked the can. They found his uh, corporate card. He's a member of the bad guys, IXL. Jack uh, Towns is like, I found us a way to the 
space bus stop. This kid. And he's saying, the guy from the company, he spoke to me. He said Latin. It means such and such. I don't remember what it means because it never pays off. You know, so I'm watching the closed caption. Every time he says IXL, it comes up as Excel with a capital E. Really? Yeah. Where, how do you get closed caption? Is it a feature this on this? This is one of those rare films button? on YouTube that uh, if you go to, uh, <clears throat> if you move your cursor to the screen, you'll notice uh, below there's a CC box and you click that. Oh, I, I, I CC it. Yeah. Oh, you were CC'd on it. You know, um, intelligent people pronounce it cuck. What's that? Intelligent people pronounce it cuck. So, closed captioning it helps people who have, are hearing impaired, and for the visually impaired, they have BCC. Blind closed captioning. Well, that was a joke. Well, they actually do have a service that will describe the action on screen. <laughs> it's called our podcast. Oh. Check it out. Jack Jack Collins is really selling it this time. Oh, I seen the light. Oh, he's dancing around. He's seen the light. Actually, there's a truck coming towards him. Okay, so the director just made the light to make it impressive. These are the uh, IXL people, Uh and they're looking for their man, and they want to see what he told the boy, and I'm not sure why. So this is a honky-tonk that has a Coca-Cola neon sign and silver bullet? So yes. you and your date can both get a share a drink? You and your unraised drink, date? See the candles that are lit? Yeah. It's because the only electricity in this post-apocalyptic bar is used on the fucking neon signs. <laughs> they have electricity for the neon signs. What's up? It, it's so pretty. Oh, let it run. It's pretty. Um, so I now that I see the closed captioning... It's informative, but I'm also it's off. attracted by it. Like it's not. It's never accurate. Uh, YouTube actually just has uh, it's speech to text. It's not like pre-programmed. Mm-hmm. But this is an exciting movie. I think uh, we actually talked about this movie so far for maybe one scene. <laughs> it's kind of hard one, to follow. One hour and six minutes. Yeah. All right, so what's going on? Why is there explosions around Jack Palance? Um, the I, it's not clear. The IXL people are coming to find them. They want to know what the guy said to you, you know, the Italian. Oh, right. And so now he, he's, Jack Palance is pretending he doesn't know the kid. They learned that the, the Admiral's grandson is, you know, it's him. Oh, wow, and so they're after, they already like, know it's the grandson there. Yeah, it, well, he said the kid, and when he said the kid... The prostitutes said that they were all like, "What kid? Where did he go? What did a man say to him?" Okay. Well, he here. came in with that drifter. Oh, it's a Oh, it's yeah. It's a punch. Yeah. Okay, so here he is driving with the young rich kid, uh-huh. carefree, and what's up? Hey, what's up? Lots of coke. And the IXL bad guys, all of a sudden are there in a, like a plane. I think there's going to be a crash. He's got a, so like a Jack penis car. Him up. He's got one of those What's sports cars. It's a sports car, right? Like tiny little red car with like a long. Yeah. It yeah. kind of looks like the Mach five. 
It looks no, like a razor. No, that's not right. It kind of, there's a famous sort of like Hot Wheels looking car like that. Yeah. Okay, so you can see the ISL people are like, halt, stop right there. <laughs> we got a bone to pick with you. Yeah, here they come. You almost killed us here. What's, what's going on here? Oh. Dead. Oh, he see just that? cracked his neck like that. Yeah. This yeah. guy's like, oh, I better respond. Tell me Soldier boy. that fool Haas told you. Oh, oh no, they're going closer to the sun. Wow. You know what will kill you? is some guy taking your neck and twisting it, and you know you're dead because it goes squish. Yeah. Oh, not, not snap? No, it was squish. It was a squishy crack. Do you think if the people could really kill you by cracking your neck, there'd be more dead people than we know? <laughs> like, if it was that easy. If that was easy, yeah. By the way, our genetically enhanced person, she's going to give the captain like the, the Vulcan neck pinch at one point. And it's like the same thing. It's like, you know, it's just so easy to put somebody under. He just, he, she gives him like the Spock shock and he goes, ugh. And it's supposed to get because she's genetically enhanced, but I've seen that many times in films, and it's ridiculous. Well, it's but it's true though. There's a spot on the human shoulder that if you touch it, you fall asleep. What? <laughs> Don't tell anyone, because <laughs> yeah, I put on my backpack and I fall asleep when I hit when I when the strap hits that spot. Well, you, you're getting the car. You put on your seatbelt. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm putting on my holster. And I put the strap around my shoulder, and I, it just hits the Vulcan neck pinch part, and I just fall asleep. Sometimes uh, I shoot um, my foot. Hello, I'm not. You're not in uniform. No, I'm not. You brought your tits along. Yes, oh, sure. I did. But just get it back. Are you sure that's not a uniform? She's she's tucking in her tank top. It's not a uniform. Okay, am I wrong? No, that's not a uniform. Look at those shoulders, man. It must be hot. There's some sweat on that shoulder. Yeah, she's. There was a continuity uh, squirt bottle sweat person. <laughs> Running spritz. from actor to actor. They use that uh, spray bottle to glisten the actors and keep the cats off the set. Okay, so now we're back at the dive bar, and the prostitute's given her story again, but this time to the Admiral. And then he learns that the company people were there. Good. At least we know he's alive. So she's very important in this movie. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, a plot point that never has a payoff wouldn't have occurred. Yeah, like from one of those big companies. Something with letters. IXL Corporation. Uh, yeah, I see it now. The, the word itself. Yeah, right. It says IXL. Everything. Uh, and that uh, that guy, the, the one that wrote the book. T. T. Yeah. T. I'm Charlton Heston. I started in Soylent Green, Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, and Solar Crisis. Call me Mr. Science Fiction. Now, look, he just had like a little coughing fit. Yeah. But that's never explained. It never pays off even though it was foreshadowing, like he's sick or something, you know? So it's like, I wonder if he's like, he had a cough. And then like the director who's, you know, Ed Wood was like, dad, keep rolling. 
Yeah, right. Maybe his son's like, we'll put a subplot in about his cough. And he's like, whatever. Now he's going to have a bar fight. Now, why would you go up and fight with some military? And... The bartender's joining in. That was Stan Lee's cameo, the bartender. <laughs> he's in everything. He shared that cameo with Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Wait for Ringo. Waiting for Ringo. <laughs> Lou for waiting for Ringo. Wait, wait, is that waiting for Godot? Waiting for Ringo? Okay, look, you see, it's the stained glass of his home. How did he get to? Yeah, he's back. No, him. no, Carl, they went from the bar to his home. Right? They're, he's at his home. He's tort- torturing the guy. No, he got picked up by the IXL people. Sure. They took him to his home. Right. Why would they do that? And why couldn't we see that scene? Why did they cut to the house? Another dragging him to his home. Now Jack Palance and the grandson are reunited. Grandson now, and grand oh No Travis. Hear me? Travis Talk to me. Now part of the character of Travis is he couldn't remember his last name. It was something that started with an R. And just as he dies, he remembers his last name, Riley <laughs> or something. And right, that's like a that. big thing in the film. Here it is. Oh, tell me your last name, huh? See where we go. Richards. Travis. Travis James. Trump. Your last name is Trump. Travis Hitler. <laughs> this film is so bad. It's so Travis. many open plot points. It's so many pointless things. It's so many pointless things, yeah. Look, th- this Travis, this uh, Jack Palance, said, I'll get you to the bus depot. And he drove out into the desert, crashed the bike, they got <laughs> on a you know, truck. There was... The, the Mad Max people, they go to a bar, and then he sends them off with another guy to get to the station, and then the IXL people wreck it. So what did it do? It went in the whole loop of the circle. Right. Nobody won anything. It's stupid. But the whole ape storyline is that they're going to the sun. Yeah. Like, why should there be a B storyline? It's like, well, what's your main story? Spaceship flies to the sun and survives. Yeah. Oh, what are they? What are the other stories? The <laughs> son like, wants to see the dad again, oh. and he gets lost. And the granddad goes to. I don't know. It's stupid. You're right. You don't stupid. need the subplot. Hey, uh, it's great to be here at this uh, sauna spa. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna shit on your chest. Oh, great. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, part of the whammy jammy's paying off right now, okay? She, like, blew up an oxygen yeah, uh, this is tank. Fire in the hole. And this is when they get down to, like, we only have 30% oxygen. This mission's doomed to fail. Uh. That smoke is taking up some of our oxygen. Yeah, they don't care. They don't seem to care about that. 
Oh, oxygen. Oh, oxygen. Oxygen. Boom. Boom. Oxygen boom. See, it blew off the hatch. Yeah, the hatch is in outer space. Yeah. Another ridiculous plot point. Which All this is trying because... to do is saying, we have conflict on our way to the sun. Everything threatens our mission. Right. But you know, when they return the ship to the rental place, they're going to have to pay for that missing door. The missing hatch. <laughs> That's right. Uh, there was no hatch when we rented the spaceship. You gave them my credit card. <laughs> I will kill you. What's the damage? There's no so, access. Emergency bypass valves are jammed. The flawless sons of bitches apart. Carl, I think there's a plot point going on. Watch his head. There's no time for plot point. What if we yell our dialogue? What's going wrong? Someone on sabotage. Oh, I'm gonna make it. Huh? I think my clothes. Like I said, there was a Japanese connection. Okay, there was this company that invested in it. Um, let's see, where is that? Yeah, it had a. They announced a budget of thirty million dollars. Then I see fifty-five million dollars on the internet. There's a company called Nippon Steel, which is totally Japanese, and they were investors in this film. And they announced a Japanese theme park based on this film. Can you believe that? That's crazy. So it's like, hey, die in the sun at the solar uh, crisis, Six Flags, Great America. Uh, Yeah. Right. So the film opened in Japan first in 1990, and when it underperformed, the producers extensively recut and reshot scenes to secure an American distributor. So they added these and scenes of Peter Boyle, because I'm sure like the I don't know. Japanese audience is like, oh yeah, can we get Young Frankenstein? Can we have Joe talk on an airplane for 20 minutes? <laughs> None of this was shot in Japan. As a matter of fact, some of it was shot in Little Tokyo. Los Angeles. So I'm not sure what the Japanese part was, except for money. Huh. And the author, the author of the book. It could be that it was a big popular novel in Japan, and some company said, we shall make this into film! Oh, it's a good idea! That's exactly how they said it. Yeah. Well, in so many words. In so many racist words? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they must have been like, everyone's like, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Where's my Star Wars? Let's do Star Wars. Even in 1990, they're like, we got to crank out a Star Wars. Yeah. And this novel must have been good. Yeah. The tagline was, in the year 2050, the battle to save the Earth will be fought on the sun. Oh, yeah. And we're looking at the sun right now. Corey. The S-O-N, just for people who are not watching the movie. We're not literally... By the way, you need to wear glasses when you look at them. Because you can't look directly into the sun. That's right. Yeah. You, I have leftover Eclipse glasses, and I'm trying to sell them on eBay for twelve fifty. Nobody cares. You, you should ask for like a crazy amount just to be a fuck. Just to be like $50,000. These viewed the Eclipse in, in South Carolina. $80. <laughs> So Robot Woman is wearing a dress again. Yeah, she goes back and forth. Okay, so 
This I don't understand. They were prisoners right. of the IXL Corporation, and now he's like his best buddy. No, it's I like, think it's as like if a they've villain. been hanging out. What's that? <clears throat> Maybe it's like the villain is like letting uh, James Bond walk around the his campus. Oh. Mm-hmm. Getting, letting him have a little. Like he, he can, he respects him as a rival. Yeah, I want to explain how I became this way, James. Let's walk in the ocean. Whoa, he's you know they're the smartest people. If the sun's gonna land on Earth, you should walk in the ocean. <laughs> it's gonna boil away. Give me that phone. Okay, so now he just ordered the sun killed, and he walks away. And lets the one white-haired guy. You see, remember that white-haired guy gave the whammy jammy to our android lady. The android lady is on a spaceship hurtling to the sun. So how did he get off Earth to the spaceship and then return to Earth? Do you follow me? Right. <clears throat> Makes no sense. I also like how with planets there are like locations. Like, let's go to Carl's house. Uh, you know, let's go to this planet. Here we are. Oh no, they're waiting for us in this space on the. Oh screen. yeah, you, we've talked about that once before in the distant past. I remember that. It's the silliest thing. Like, yeah, it's like uh, Planet Carl's house. <laughs> like you land there as if it's like a small town, and you right. just bump it's a small it. Town. The whole planet. And they all there refer was, uh, to their location as the planet. Yeah. Yes, this is the planet Earth, <laughs> aka Carl's house. We call it Carl's house on the day to day, but when you come, when visitors come, we let them know a planet. Like in Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, they had the ice planet Hoth. Right. The whole planet, like it wasn't like you visited the solar, the poles right. of. And then there was the 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 forest moon Endor. The whole moon's a forest. Right. It's I can just, understand a county, right? Like, right. Yeah, a county is all forest, and the other county is all ice. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it's the entire planet, and they always land in the right spot. Yeah, they do. And there's lots of coincidences. Like, I just saw that Thor Rangor or whatever, Rangor. and that happened like crazy. Like, they all got separated, and Thor ends up on this planet, but so is this other person who's from his home planet, and so his brother, Loki, also. They all show up. To be there. And the Hulk just happened to be there. Such bullshit. Well, I understand about gods, right? They're gods. They should they should gravitate to the actual spot they should be, or things should gravitate towards them. Uh huh. Like if Thor lands on Earth, then whatever he's looking for will be there just because he's a god. He could will it, or the people will acquiesce and get towards him. I see. Yeah. So they gravitate like it's a. Uh, they can't help. Like it. gravity. That's a good word yeah. for it. Okay, so what happened here is this guy in his nice suit, right? He's in the dusty oh. desert in a nice suit. He allowed this kid to chump him. Yeah. Take his gun and shoot him. Whoa. <laughs> These are the worst fighters. The reason he got paid a lot for this movie is he had to put his mouth in dirt. Okay, don't move. That looks good. You look dead. Don't move. Don't okay, move. okay, rolling. We're rolling. I have, I can't, I have asthma. Okay, someone sneak the, the his, uh, his, uh, what's it called when you have to, in your mouth? Inhaler. Uh, inhaler. Yeah, like, you know this guy, a bad actor, but he's dead, he still has his inhaler in his mouth. 
I have asthma. <laughs> I, I can't slide out for more than five minutes without it. Remember we saw Montauk last week and there was the dead woman breathing? <laughs> like, oh, I'm so dead. <laughs> I'm just so dead. No, I'm my favorite was dead. Montauk puts a man in such a hypnotic state. He can't help but try to stay stand still. He tried <laughs> so hard. I'm I'm trapped. I'm hypnotized into spot. And my hand is up in the air. Oh, uh, it really okay, hurts so my hand. Grand but I'm forced to do and this. grandfather reunite. Yeah, they happen to land in the same part of the planet. I thought I lost. Oh, we're uh, really close to the sun. Our balloon. I've got a, a question, Carl. In your research, can you tell me like how they were able to shoot so close to the sun without extinct, without themselves catching on fire, <laughs> without melting the camera? Yeah, without melting the camera. What's the secret? <laughs> it was actually um, they didn't really go to the sun. <laughs> they was like a special effect thing. They were fire retarded. <laughs> they were shooting a, a model. Yeah, that must be it. There they are with their cameras, see? Oh, there's the military. Listen up there, you spaceship. What's with the waves? Look at the ocean. It was like super fast. It's probably, it was the Pacific because all the shooting locations are like Las Vegas, Los Angeles. So not to get too Pacific. At this speed, we're going to crawl right into that solar flare. Borg may be hurt, but he sure as hell isn't dead. (laughs) Harbor Stage, Star Stage, San Pedro, Los Angeles. Little Tokyo, Los Angeles. Yeah, because I I noticed they had one of the famous Las Vegas signs in the background of uh, Uh XL. Oh, yeah. Delilah. You see Delilah? Yeah. That is the trigger word for um, Android Lady. Oh, so they already said Delilah. Look, the Android Lady is already, uh, she's got the whammy jammy on her. I don't know. You don't know? But what the hell do you think is going to keep this damn ship together when we do get it? Love. Compassion. Ambient. Wow. <laughs> Okay, look. There's a bird in there. See, there's Peter, right? Yeah. All right, Mr. Big Sky. Tell us something I want to know. So Charlton Huss had just stormed into the executive office of Peter Triple, white suit, vested. Yeah, like, why is he going? Because the son told him, the IXL people kidnapping. Do you see how it was a hologram, though? Yeah, I hate that. You shoot at a guy and it's a hologram. But on the other yeah, hand, you didn't kill him. Time. Sometimes One I regrets- time I was doing that and then it was revealed. It was mirrors. I felt even stupider. It's just mirrors. You must have really hated yourself if you tried to <laughs> shoot at a mirror. It was so embarrassing. The, the glass shattered. I was like, oh, I hope nobody was filming that. Didn't did you pretend that you were having a nervous breakdown so people leave you alone? You're like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I meant to do that. I meant to shoot myself in the mirror. I have problems, okay? I hope they bought that. <laughs> I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's what exactly I was. 
So things are getting really desperate. Like the monitors are on the fritz, and there's like a smoke yeah. machine going on in the in the space station. Right now, they know that um, uh, they're they're close to the sun. They've got to go to the exact right place so that uh, when the, that they know the solar flare is burping from. They are down on their oxygen. Let's see. Do you know? And like- somehow they find out we've got to fly the ship. There she is being all sick and everything. Oh, this is like She's her uh, Del- Manchurian candidate word. Yeah, Delilah. Delilah. That's it was what is it? The Queen of Spades was the trigger in uh Solitaire, right? She's Angela Lansbury says, Would you like to play some solitaire? And he's like, Oh shit. No, you're right, it is. Queen. It's true, the Queen of uh whatever pops up and yeah. 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 I let them change you just a little bit, Raymond. <laughs> there was a remake of The Manchurian Candidate where uh, he plays uh, solitaire on his phone. <laughs> Did you see the remake with yeah. Denzel? Denzel and uh, uh, Meryl Streep, I believe, plays the villain. Yeah. Denzel survives at the end. That was a real mistake. Well, that was I know that Yeah. We I don't know, like he's a big star and we don't like to the, the whole, the, the the main character in shooting his own mother, he really needs to die. He needs to be sacrificed. He needs right. To, I I know exactly what you're saying. Like that's that's kind of the the ethics of the movie is that he sacrifices yeah. himself when he realizes what he was right. doing. And it, the thing is, shooting his mother was to save the world, and then he gets shot because he shot his mom. Right. Uh, not. Literally, he got shot because there was, like, you know, an assassination attempt. But in a literary sense, he really had to die. Anyway, I liked the new remake, except at the very end. When I was watching it in the film, I was like, but he gets shot, too. But then he lives, and he goes and finds the base where they got whammy jammy. I didn't like it. Oh, it's happening to her now. She's, right. she's heard Delilah, and now she's... Let's see your pie bread. Oh, it looks like someone it? knocked over their part of the station. Yeah! 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 Director, do you have any acting tips? Yes, I have one tip when you act in this movie. <laughs> Yell louder than the alarm. Yell every line. <laughs> what? Yell yeah, every line! Every line. Okay. And action! Break! That is was he, great! Take five! He's dead! Is he alive? Oh, damn it. I God. liked your performance. I really did. I didn't think you were loud enough. <laughs> yeah, let me go. So, okay, that's a cut. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being on my set. I have some notes. <laughs> Joey, be louder. I didn't really believe you're yelling. <laughs> right. Yeah. Your your lines weren't believable. I mean, loudest wins. You see, your eye bleeds. Yeah. The access point to like whammy jamming her brain was through the eye. I think that's why. Why she, it she has bloody eyes. I eye. think. Okay, so I've written down here that I should put Netflix, I should put Flawless in my list. 
Yeah, Flawless. I'll recommend Flawless. It's an interesting movie. People like to badmouth Joel Shoemaker, and he actually made a movie about human beings. And uh, uh, I've seen most of his films anyway, and uh, this one's good. It's it's interesting because it's definitely very actory. You know, it's uh, Uh one guy. They don't like each other, but they have to. uh, He's he's helping him with his voice, and so they have a lot of. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I've seen it. It's definitely. a good Philip Seymour Hoffman. If you want to see him, like, really just go nuts. It's something we should see more. <laughs> butts? See more butts? I recommend his films, too. Uh, see, he broke his uh, yeah. arm. That's the most ridiculous strap I've ever seen. That's not healthy at all. The strap is right around his neck, and his hand is muzzled. It's Uh-oh. supposed to be to keep it stationary, but he's swinging it all around. You see, it looks like a hot air balloon. Yeah, right, going into the sun. See, they yeah, all have tank tops the... now. Like, he took his shirt off. Oh, yeah. How can the hot air in the balloon be hotter than the sun? You know what I mean? It has to be hotter air to rise. Itself, well, the hot air from outside the, uh, feeds the hot air, right? Because isn't it like one big combustible engine anyway? Oh, so it's like he's doing a parachute kind of thing. He's capturing the hot air. Yeah. And that makes him float. Right. Well, this has been Let's Watch a Full Night Movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I didn't know that because I'm a hot air buffoon. Oh, about hot air buffoon? Wait a minute. That's a good one because you traded two double letters with other double letters. I am I'm not doing that one. What was the one I was going to do? The one, oh, you're going to say... Uh, oh, yeah, backhanded compliment. Okay, let me just write that down before I forget. I'll let you know how it goes. Please do. Let me know. We'll talk about it on the show, how that joke went. Oh. Uh, so it is really hot and it's getting hot in here. Can we get a new voice IDs? Sir, we keep getting the same thing every time we try, unrecognized. There's only two people on this ship Freddy will respond to in this type of situation. Freddy okay, being so John, Paul Williams. The whammy jammy made her uh, turn on the bomb to detonate. Now, if the bomb detonates now, it won't block the solar flare, you see? And the only person who can turn off the detonation is somebody who's dead and the girl. Okay? And she, at the last second, will... Are you talking about the dead guy? Yeah, the Italian. He's he's coming back? No. He's not here to... Oh, I see. ...stop the bomb. Oh, her... You're looking at her nipples. I guess it's cold in there, even though it's so hot. so close to the sun. So... Um, what they're doing now is they're going to try to trick the computer by playing a recording, and it doesn't work. The computer's like, recording detected. Don't even try it. (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) Right. Now it goes three, two, one. I'm saying the thing that will stop it. Oh, let's take a listen. Three. Computer shut off. Cancel 
Alexa, cancel de- uh, self-destruction. <laughs> hey, Google. Okay, looking up destruction of... Okay, I will happened? order that on Amazon. I was programmed. Flawless? Oh, yeah, right. I will order that on Amazon. <laughs> right. You always say to... I mean, I don't have one personally, but from what I hear, it's just not what it promises. It's no, not but, your personal... <clears throat> the thing about that system, the Echo Dot is there's advertisement in there. So if anyone has it and they're listening to the podcast, if I may, Alexa, what is your favorite paper clips? And then we'll tell you the brand name. She'll say, my favorite is brand da-da-da. Her favorite beer is Budweiser. <laughs> At one point, she told me the name of her, of her favorite fax machine, but she stopped doing that. But you, yeah, the, you have one? I have two and one Google uh, one. Really? Yeah. And okay, what's your opinion of it as a personal assistant? Is it what it promises? I feel like it's just absorbing, like, listening to me talk about, like, pizza and then, like, what I like. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's one of those data-collecting things, and now it's an uh-huh. audio version. The There's not much advantage to it. I mean, I think Google tries hard to hook up with all your Google accounts so mm-hmm. you can uh, – you could do like remote turning ons if you have smart appliances, or you can do. I don't know. I, it's just. I, I think it's. I don't. I don't know why I have it in my house. <laughs> yeah. Okay, look. All right. He's mad at her now, and so he's grabbing her by the hair. It's he's been doing cool. that the whole movie, though. And but the thing is, she saved them, even though she got them in trouble. Right. He's gonna spank her. He's like, I saved your life after you put it in danger. See so he's mad. Look, I now, tried to tell you, you have to believe that. Let me make Look, up for it by piloting the ship. I'll pilot the ship, in which I'll definitely die, you know. People are dead because of you. You know, I, I hope that uh, the flashing lights will probably put someone in an epileptic fit, fit, so I'm glad <laughs> people are listening to us. Look at the effects of this show. It's just like, let's slash a bunch of lights on their faces. Actually, I don't know. It's like, is it supposed to be like, the ship's in an emergency and the alarms are going off? Yeah. I could never lie But you can't you. hear it when they talk. Please let me pop Now he's flattering. She is flattering him. Like, I have such a crush on you. And he's like, what? You look like and a then, young John Ritter. Uh, I do? <laughs> what is she doing? She's punching him? Why don't you make this? Uh, she's doing the top shot. So that she just gets to pilot the ship, and that's the uh, way she'll redeem herself. And everyone saw it. You can go in my otter box. Did you get it? Yeah. I love you, upside down person. Oh, she's gonna kiss him upside down. Like Spider Man. Right, but he's lying on the ground. So, but Spider Man was uh, was hanging yeah, from a, hanging. Yeah, so he didn't have to do that. Yeah, so therefore, Spider Man is better than Solar uh, Crisis. <laughs> therefore, I think it's <laughs> probably a million reasons. Yeah, it's not even that good. Yeah. Oh look, I I can stand as soon as you got me oh. up. I yeah, the moment you lift me up, I could run down the hallway. Don't pinch your fingers! Don't pinch your fingers! What are they doing? Are they going in the hole? They're trying to stop her from being the pilot. Oh, she's the martyr. She's the martyr. Right. Why is it they want to stop her? You're not who we chose. (laughs) You try to kill us and you're not really human. And uh, 
We don't have to I die if you go. Don't go. Wait a minute. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, really. Uh, go ahead. You see how she works bowling ball? Yeah. Yeah, the bowling ball controls. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think this is definitely a sex position, the way the camera shoots her. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Some Barbarella action where she was sitting in the Orgasmatron. Now, you remember this ship. It's probably going to be the exact same Yeah, it's the same footage. There's going to be an astronaut floating in space in the background. Oh, it's not the same scene. It's backing her out. Okay. Like a hanger. And she's in there with um, our songwriter. So she's facing the uh, the opposite direction. So the, the ship's actually backing her ass up. Yeah, she's backing out of the like asshole of the ship. All right. He, he's got his arm sling on, but his shirt is off. Yeah, and the, well, the strap's gonna hurt his neck, and the sling is should have a hole in it, so he can actually have access to his hand. I'm going to, to save the sun. Really look like Norelco Razor. Higher than the sun, yeah. See the streak. All right, here she goes. She's gonna save everything. Now we see 2001 of Space Yeah, well, that's right. The final reel is nothing but special effects. There's, she's got the light flashing on her eyes. She's talking to the computer. She can see what I'm seeing. Describe it to me. The end credit. It looks like a toilet flushing. Wow. Describe the juvie. <laughs> the juvie. That's what it says in the closed captioning. J-U-V-I-E. That's juvie. Should be capital J, though. Right. Wow, these special... No, no, it's uh, not a proper name. So she's experiencing cosmic... Uh, ex- oh, these are the solar flares. It looks well, like it has well, the yeah. words coming attractions should be appearing on these uh, special effects. Coming attractions. That's the grindhouse coming attractions. Wow, this is a trippy solar flare. This is like the end of Close close Encounters. It's nothing but outer space uh, graphics. Whoa! She's never seen a Windows screensaver before. Oh, this is such a rip off her eyeball blinking. It's such a rip off 2001. Absolutely. 2001 A Space Odyssey. The noise is saying applause. It's coming now up. Now they're blowing on right now, and... The sun is gone! saved! It's gone because the sensor was on that ship, and it blew up, and oh. no more sensor feed. She's gone, Stephen. It's over and done. And then the guy's like, let's go home. And that's it. Roll credits. So wait no a minute. No more, Heston. She's dead. Oh. No. But what about the sun solar flare? Is the Earth fucked or what? No. Oh, the Earth space. is fine. She saved the Earth. But he didn't say that. He just said that, uh, oh, look, he's remembering that kiss we watched how, five minutes how, ago. 
how could he remember that kiss? Right, he, he was, was unconscious. unconscious. <laughs> You're fucking right. Well, Alan Smithy, I all right. So I watched the footage on on YouTube. It was a. Uh, um, John Cryer, and he was promoting his book, and he was at a book fair, and uh-huh. somebody asked him about the movie Morgan Stewart's Coming Home, uh, directed by Alan Smithy. <laughs> and he said that that movie, the director took his name off and changed it to Alan Smithy, but he said, I can't take my name or face off of it. <laughs> All right, wow. Straight played by Crispin Joe Bolt Gannon. Crispin Bolt is the writer. Crispin Bolt. That's his son. He changed his name also. Well, he named his son Kristen you... Bolt? What a crazy asshole. <laughs> Is that like a Jesus lightning? Oh, that's it. We're done. Yeah, it didn't even, it doesn't keep the credit. So I guess it was probably, one of the reviews I read also had a, uh, um, it was a VHS copy. Nowhere on the internet do I see that this was, made it to DVD. So right. I think, yeah, we're seeing the VHS is what we just saw. It looked a little washed out. I don't know. Let me see if I can find the trailer to the movie we're watching. Uh, see clips. I see the full movie. Uh, we're going to watch another Alan Smithy movie. And this one... I actually have a relative who told me a friend of theirs is in this movie. So uh-huh. if you see that, uh, no, I don't think I see a trailer. I just see scenes. Well, all right, let's play it. So the movie's called The Shrimp on the Barbie, and it's Cheech Marin, and it's from 1990 as well. Oh. Alan Smithy was very busy that year. Uh, and Barbie. Let me see if this is a tra- – I think this might be a clip. So, oh, no. Following the preview. This is a clip. It's an Elvis impersonator. Another shrimp has arrived in the land of the Barbies. Cheech is in Australia, and he's showing them how to have a good day. What's happening? Mother, I'd like you to meet Carlos, my new fiance. Hey, baby. Come on, come on. Whip it around. Man, let me check it out. Woo! Now I see where ass gets that cute ass. Huh? Ooh, baby, shoot me a lippy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Swap my so let me get this straight. All I gotta do is tell your old man you and me is getting married and then keep acting like a total idiot, right? That's it. Be the easiest $5,000 you ever made. The physical thing is like only half the trip, man. You know, the other half is like mental, like it's intense, man. I've never been in a thing like this. You know, it's like I wake up in That's the morning. That's my Arabian. Know what... Side of the stables. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, excuse me for a minute, man. He's taking a piss in the trailer. See, where I come from, you get enough room to put a tennis court on, man. You got 3,000 people living on it. <laughs> I said, nah. Oh, I just nah, love the Mexican people. So do I. I love them so much I had them for parents. I know, you laughed. I got you a record. Hey, uh, what about a June wedding, honey? I like June. Australia sent us their best crocodile man. Now we're paying them back. Teach Marin is the shrimp on the Barbie. Shrimp on the Barbie. Is Cheech supposed to be an Australian or no? The rich babe is an Australian. No, so he he is just an American who arrives in Australia, dresses crocodile Dundee, of course, 
and uh-huh. he meets a, a, a rich young woman who wants him to uh, uh, marry him. So uh, to, to, to fuck with her parents. So that'll be next okay. week's movie. Excellent. All right. I'm so I, I hope. Uh, so if you want to go ahead, you can watch it without us. But it would be great if you watch it or not watch it, and then listen <laughs> to us, and we'll watch it next Sunday. Sounds great. Uh, Carl, where can people find you in the tri-state area? Uh, well, in Edison, New Jersey, Saturday, January 20, 6 p, uh, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., I'll be doing two sets. Nice. Uh, what is it called? Uh, the some, Edison Playhouse, you can look it up. Just go to my website, carl.sucks. All right, there you go. Carl.sucks will have the information. <laughs> By the way, Thomas Edison didn't even name that town. Just just took credit for it. Uh, I'll be doing Sketchfest. It started here in San Francisco. I have a show uh, the final night on the 21st Sunday. Uh, I'll be with my buddy Colin, and we'll be doing uh, We're the Great Difficulties. And uh, we should be, we might be here in the studio uh, this week, too. So check us out. Carl, thanks so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, and everything you do. Audience, we appreciate it. Keep following our feed. You don't have to listen. Just subscribe to our feed. That's it. (laughs) Uh, And thank you, Vini Radio, and everyone who supports it. We'll see you next week. Here's our theme song. Take it easy. Thank you. Let's watch of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings 
you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a five dollar cover charge always five bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday 2 to 2 come on down have some drinks with us we've got whiskey Wednesday tequila Tuesday and we've always got the Steve McQueen special shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival.